What is going on, Hawks Nation? Welcome back to another edition of the HFTV podcast brought to you by Alex and Mac. Hope everyone's having a great day so far, a great week. I know the last, I'd say the last five or six days has been uh, very high for Hawks fans, right? Um, you know, we had, we're on a two-game win streak. We officially made the Quinn Snyder move official uh, just a couple days ago. And, um, yeah, vibes are up right now. So, you know, we're excited down here in, in Hawks Nation. Mac, how you feeling, my man? Uh, man, I'm feeling great. We were just saying off air how I felt like the good news was just piling up here for Hawks fans. I'll kind of start in the beginning. Obviously, we let go of Nate. I think all of us were pretty happy about that. Um, you know, won't won't give Nate too much time. We've given Nate plenty of time on this podcast. We're not going to talk about Nate too much. Uh, but obviously, you know, we have two games uh, after the po- the All Star break where Coach Joe Prunty led us, and got to give Prunty his flowers, man. I was just kind of blown away by how different it was with him being at the helm. Because if you guys remember, he even coached a few games last year when Nate was out with COVID, and I don't feel like it was kind of the same. I feel like he kind of tried to keep some of the, you know, schemes and rotations and ideas that Nate had as a head coach. But now, since Nate's gone, obviously, it was all Prunty. I couldn't have been more impressed, dude. Like, I honestly couldn't have been more impressed. I I, I really hope Prunty can stay on as an assistant. But wherever he ends up, they're going to get a very valuable piece of their team. So, um, like, a couple things Prunty did, like, he would call a timeout before the opposing team went on a double-digit run. He would, uh, you know um, – <laughs> set up a after timeout play that actually involved moving the ball instead of, you know, playing hero ball. Um, I, he, he gave flowers to his players. You know, he got, he called Jalen Johnson out for not being involved. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's it great to hear that accountability from, from the head coach like that pass on to the players. So um, Prunty, mad respect, man. If you ever hear this, I, I want to give you all your flowers. You definitely deserve them. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the biggest news and the, the biggest reason why I have this smile on my face is we got our guy. We got our guy. You know, I mentioned on last week's episode that this decision for the Hawks could very well end up being, you know, one of the biggest decisions that this organization has ever made. You know, if Quinn Snyder goes on to win one championship for the Hawks, that's the biggest decision the Hawks have ever made. Okay. So hiring Quinn Snyder, I, I think his pedigree, where he comes from, some of the coaches and players that he's worked with in the past. I, I could not be more excited. We'll get a little later into it about the press conference and all that, but the excitement for Hawks fans is at an all-time high. It should be at an all-time high. If you aren't excited, I'm telling you right now, go ahead and get excited because, guys, you know, I don't know if we're going to turn it around this season and do something crazy, but the future, meaning next season, the following season, the season after that, it is it's bright for the Hawks right now, man. And I am pumped. I'm pumped. So I got I got to hear how you're feeling, man. I'm sure you're kind of kind of similar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been great, and and we've if you guys follow us on Twitter at Hawks Fan TV, we've had multiple uh, shows regarding you know the firing of Nate and of course the the Quinn Snyder move, um, and yeah, it's 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 been fantastic, Mac. I think I speak for almost every single Hawks fan. Uh, this is by far the best coach we've had since the the Bud era, and I just want to read to the fans listening right now just some of what Quinn Snyder brings to the table, right? And, and I, I'm going to address the elephant in the room first, and that is, of course, his playoff success and his playoff record, right? He it, he was 21 and, tw- uh, 21 and 30 all-time in the postseason, right? So a lot of fans are going to say, oh, well, look at his playoff resume. Like, he, he's a losing postseason coach, this and that. But 
I just want to make one thing very clear, Mac, and, and for all the listeners, that roster that Utah had was not ever at any point of the season or at any point during his tenure an actual contending legitimate championship level roster, right? They had one all-star in Donovan Mitchell. Of course, they had Rudy Gobert, which a lot of people, and if you guys have been following me at HawksFanTV.com for a minute, um, I'm not the biggest Rudy Gobert fan. Like, yes, he protects the paint, but that's literally all he he does, right? He protects the paint. He's a great, great rim protector, but uh, that's really the only value that he brings, which is great for that role. But that was your second best player going into uh, every single postseason matchup, right? Uh, so he didn't have a whole lot to work with in Utah. And Utah being a smaller market team, uh, no offense to Utah, it just is, but you don't see many free agent uh, stars wanting to go to Utah as their destination, right? So it's in that in that sense, it is a small market. Um, so they didn't really have that much star power. But given you know his roster, he was able to get a number one seed in the 2021 season he has multiple division titles he has multiple uh semi-final appearances and if you guys don't know what that is that's just the second round i prefer to say semi-finals because it just sounds a lot better than uh, the second round but three second round appearances he's really good at uh, ato plays after timeout uh really high powered offensively minded coach which if you talk to anyone in the league that's what they all say um and it's a run and gun high fast paced shoot a lot of threes type of team. And for us Hawks fans, we've been begging and begging for the last few years to run a more modern styled offense, shoot up more threes. And that's what we're going to get with Quinn Snyder, folks. So, um, yeah, it's impressive that he was even able to win that many playoff games given the roster, especially in a very, very, very tough Western Conference at the time. Now, the East is better, in my opinion, than the West. But during his t- uh, tenure there, I mean, you had the, the the Warriors, the James Harden and Chris Paul Rockets. Uh, the list goes on. So that was a tough conference. And um they were good. And he did his team did actually have a 3-1 lead in the second round to go into the the conference finals, but of course they blew that. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, Quinn Snyder, super excited. Um, and as you can see from just the player reactions and the press conference yesterday, uh, I think he's gonna be a good one. This is the first legitimate head coach, Mac, that we've had since the Trey Young era. And this is, I think, going to be the first coach that Trey and not only Trey, but even a lot of our other players like the John Collins, DeJounte's, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffins of the world. They're really going to connect with them. And that's one thing that I think the Hawks front office was really looking for is a coach that can really connect on that personal level. Right. Because at the NBA, yes, X's and O's are great. And you have to have that in your arsenal to be a great coach. But more importantly, you have to be really good from a, you know, relationship and kind of ego managing standpoint. And that's what Quinn Snyder is really good at. And, you know, multiple players that have played for him can attest to this. Donovan Mitchell, most notably, who's also really good friends with Trey. And as I'm sure you guys saw uh, Donovan after the Cavs uh, came into town the other day, he was whispering to Trey like, hey, look, you're really going to like Quinn Snyder. So uh, if you've seen even the clips today from earlier this morning at Shoot Around, you see Trey and Quinn Snyder kind of talking off in the distance one on one. And Trey looks focused, Mac, like he is all ears. Just he he didn't break eye contact in that full like a minute clip that I shared on Twitter. So, yeah, man, I think uh, I think this team and I think Trey and all these other guys are really going to flourish under the Quinn Snyder offense. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't agree with you more, man. Um, as you kind of mentioned yesterday during that press conference, um, Quinn, you know, 
Look, when a, a coach is being hired with that press conference, nine, 99's up, 99 times out of 100, they're going to get a lot of coach talk. They're going to they're gonna say a lot of things that you like to hear, okay? But Quinn, I feel like, just nailed him on the head, man. Like, there was one reporter um, that asked a question. His question was basically, like, kind of like you're saying, like, how do you manage all these egos in the NBA when, you know, these, these guys make so much money, right? Like, that's basically the point of his question. Quinn's response was, you know, I still think these guys want to learn. They they want to improve. They want to develop. Um, and, you know, I thought that was speaking volumes in my mind. I think that was him being like, look, man, I understand Trey Young is worth $200 million, but the guy still wants to get better, okay? And that's what I'm going to help him do. So I, I could not be more excited for Quinn. Um, I think he, as I kind of mentioned on last week's episode as well, I don't think the Hawks have a bad culture necessarily. Like, I don't think the team may, you know, the players don't get along. And, you know, I don't think that's the case. But I also can't say that we have this incredible culture at the same time, right? So I think that's what Quinn's going to come in and do. Um, When you heard Landry introduce him yesterday, it was the first thing he said basically was like, we agree on what matters in today's NBA. Because obviously, I think what they're kind of getting at, and we've seen it with some of these offensive performances by some of the lower people in the league this year. But like the point I'm making is the NBA has never been more talented. Like everybody is uber talented at this point. So having a lot of talent on your team isn't going to be rare at this point. What What's going to be rare is how you manage that talent, how you manage these egos, how you help these more often than not pretty young men, men that I, again, mentioned last week's episode, Alex are significantly younger than you and I, right? Like these are, these are young men at the end of the day that a lot of times, you know, still need that guy and still need that development. And that's exactly what they're going to get from Quinn. Um, you know, Trey mentioned it, uh, shoot around the day, DeJounte said too, uh, vibes are up, you know, v- vibes are up right now. The the guys are happy. They can tell they're in good hands. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to be a little hesitant because I know this is exactly what happened a couple years ago when LP got fired and we brought in Nate, right? Vibes were high, guys felt good. But the more we've heard about LP, um, like you've kind of shown on the account with Chandler Parsons, uh, some of the tweets you've retweeted, I think LP is uh, a pretty, pretty unlikable, man. I think he's a pretty unlikable guy. What, what, um, what did you just say? Chandler who? Chandler Parsons. Oh, Chandler Parsons. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Chandler Parsons. I was just gonna. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Ch- Chandler Parsons. Uh, point being, bringing that up because it's like, look, man, th- these are multiple people at this point. I'm like, look, dude, Chandler even says he's like, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, and I did not like Lloyd. Like Lloyd's just he rubs people the wrong way, man. So point being is when that guy got out the door, of course vibes were high. It was just finally like this, this you know, bad manager for whatever term you want to use is out out of the building. Um, now it feels different though. It feels like it's less like man, like you know, it's just such a fresh start and more like this is finally what we need as players. Um, and you know, uh, I I just I can't can't say it enough, man. I'm super excited about Quinn and. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, hope Prunty can can stay on as an assistant because uh, I think Prunty proved he can he can handle uh, being being a maybe even a head coach in the NBA. But I don't know if the guy wants to be a head coach at this point in his career. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh it's it's great. Uh, Quinn will actually be on the sideline tonight. We're recording this about four forty five Tuesday afternoon, so he will be on the court tonight for the Wizards game. Um, I haven't got word if he will actually be coaching or not, but I do know he'll be on the sideline, um, which more than likely means that Friday's game against the Blazers, that'll be his first 
you know, go as as the head coach and the one calling the plays and whatnot. And we'll uh we'll see what happens, man. But uh but yeah, um vibes 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 are up to to quote the two people behind you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Vibes are definitely up and you know, just just also want to touch on the the Joe Prunty stuff. Like, um, Joe Prunty, yeah, did a great job. And much like 2021, when we fired LP and Nate came in, and you know, vibes were up, and the team went on that eight game win streak immediately after his firing. Um, so I'm, I, I, you know, I want to manage and temper expectations. Like Quinn Snyder, obviously, is you know, respectfully, like head and shoulders better than than Joe Prunty, uh, but you know, even if we don't replicate what we did uh, a couple years ago, and, and let's say even if we lose tonight's game against the Wizards, I don't think we will. But like, you know, give it time. You know, I, I say all of this just to simply say, give it time. This man is literally coming into a brand new situation, coaching a brand new, you know, team, brand new set of players that he's never, ever coached before outside of Trent Forrest back in Utah. Uh, but Trent Forrest doesn't even play for us, really. So um, all the core guys, the rotational guys and the starters, he's never even coached. Um, so it's it's always difficult to come into a brand new situation, not having any sort of relationship or even any sort of idea of, you know, what this team is capable of. Um, so, yeah, just want to want fans to manage and temper their expectations. If we go on a late season run with these 20 games remaining, then fantastic. I think once we do get in the playoffs, I think that's really where Quinn can really put, kind of put his uh, stamp on this team. But, um, you know, give it time. You know, uh, even if we go 500 for the rest of the season with, you know, Quinn Snyder as our head coach, give it a full off season and let's really assess what this team looks like next year. But I don't want to talk about next year uh, to get back on the good stuff, right? We're on a two game win streak. We still have 20 games remaining, a lot of basketball left, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of basketball left. And, you know, it's not crazy to think that this team could go, you know, 16 and four, 17 and three in these last 20. Like, obviously that's a pretty, you know, high bar, but we've seen what this team is capable of when we're clicking on all cylinders. And uh, it could be, you know, eerily similar to what we did in 2021. So I'm excited. Joe Prunty did his thing. You could see even the players during those. Um, if you guys follow the Hawks Twitter account, which I'm sure you do, or Instagram, they always have like those little mini like 30, 45 second clips of people leaving, you know, in the tunnel to go back to the locker room right after the game. And yeah, all the players, their body language, their demeanor, uh, it was all up. You know, Jalen Johnson <laughs> even said, like, you know, congrats on the first dove coach. And, you know, Joe Prunty responded with, you know, appreciate that J-Dog. And he dapped him up. So obviously there's a good relationship between Prunty and some of the players. Uh, and like you alluded to earlier, like the dude was calling timely timeouts, actually, you know, communicating during the timeouts and setting up and drawing up plays for our guys that led to a lot of easy baskets. And um yeah, he was, he was doing his thing. So congrats to Prunty. Um, you know, as you guys know, Snyder will have this current coaching staff and this regime under his uh, tree for the remainder of the season. And then in the offseason, I'm sure Quinn Snyder is going to have full reins on bringing whoever he wants to bring in. But to your point, Mac, definitely want to see Joe Prunty at least play an assistant role, right, and, and remain on this team because it looks like a lot of the guys uh, vibe with him. So, yeah, I I'm excited. And I'm excited for this game, man. You know, we can make it three in a row tonight against a, a Wizards team that's not very good. And as of earlier today, no Kristaps Porzingis. So that should help our front court. And um, yeah, this this needs to be a win on all accounts. This is our third game 
during our five-game homestand. If we can take all five of these and go on a nice little five-game win streak, you know, sky's the limit, baby. Oh, yeah. No, I uh, I completely agree with you tonight. It's a super winnable game. I actually didn't see the Porzingis news, so um, I obviously bodes pretty well for us in, in that regard, hopefully. Um, Anyeka and, and Clint can crash the boards without that giant mofo being down there. Um but uh, but yeah, man. You know, I think you you kind of nailed it on the head. Um, and as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking of maybe some of our fellow Hawks fans that are a little younger. Um, and what what I'm getting at is when you're like, "Hey guys, like we're super excited, and you should be, but like don't think that the Hawks are going to win a championship this year. Like you know, like that's very likely it's possible. Not it's, it's possible. possible. It is possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but you know, if you're a betting man, probably wouldn't put all your money on that. So, um. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The excitement in my mind isn't necessarily about, you know, this year because Quinn Snyder isn't going to be the head coach somewhere else next season. It's the idea that we got our guy, you know, um, as, as you've kind of alluded to in previous episodes, coaching in the NBA uh, arguably matters more than any other league. So the fact that we got our guys is, is a pretty big deal. Um, but looking forward to the rest of the season, as you mentioned, we got 21 games left with the, you know, First one tonight being against the, the Wizards, a team that, you know, we should beat. Blazer is another team that honestly, like, very well could lose that game, but I'm not necessarily scared of it. You know what I mean? Like, we, we definitely could win that. Then I believe we take a two-game road trip down to Miami and then two more games against Washington. So three of our next six games um, are against Washington. And to be completely honest, if you look at the standings too, Washington is pretty close. They're not far behind us in the standings. Crazy enough. So we we win two two or three of those games. We're just you know we're we're putting so much ground between us and the teams the teams below us that we we should climb up to that six seed. But we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I think uh, you know there's certain teams in front of us that I, I think will kind of start to trickle down as I expected them to all season. Um, most notably Brooklyn, but. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I think uh, the possibility of us ending the season, as you mentioned, you know, like a 15 and five, right, which is an incredible record to close out the season that would, I think in my mind at that point, undoubtedly put us as a top six seed. Um, the Hawks going to the playoffs as a top six seed, you know, we can definitely make noise. Obviously, for those of you that may not remember a couple years ago, we were the fifth seed, right? We made it all the way to the conference finals. We're two games away. Trey stepping on referees foot, yada, yada, yada. We all know uh, point being, though, is, you know, in the NBA, no, you don't have to be a one or two seed to actually make it to the finals. You know, you can't can catch uh, heat at the right time and, you know, go on, go on a long run. Um, where it's different from sports like football is that you do play a seven-game series. So more often than not, the best team does end up winning. Um, so that being said, that's where I do feel like maybe we could see kind of a similar playoff experience with the Hawks this season as we did in 2021 where we could – Maybe make a deep run, but maybe a team that's a little bit deeper than us right now has had a little bit uh, longer of their, you know, winning culture or whatever you want to call it than we have. Maybe they do edge bias in a seven-game series, right? That's okay, though. I'm saying the I, – I don't want to talk about the future too much, but the future is just it, – it, it, it was always bright, as both of us have mentioned, because of the star talent that we have on this team. Now it's just – it just got so much brighter than we actually have a coach that's going to guide that talent. And uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's exciting times in, in Hawks nation here. I hope all of you guys are excited. Um, I, I will go ahead and predict a win tonight. I, I don't think 
you know, the way we're playing, uh, we're, we're going to be losing to teams like the Wizards right now. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, vibes are up. And, you know, I think I think we're just going to keep going up, man, going up in the standings, going up in the vibes, going up in everything in Atlanta, man. So it feels feels good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, 20 games remaining. We're at 31 and 30 as it currently stands, which isn't where we want it to be, you know, this late into the season. But like I mentioned, so a lot of basketball to be played. You know, my expectations and my hope this offseason going into this newer season was, you know, a 50 win team. Right. And with 20 games remaining, Mac, that looks almost impossible. We would quite literally have to go 19 and one over our last 20 uh, to, to hit that 50 win mark. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, even if we're able to go like 16 and four, that will still put us at uh, what, 47 and 30, like three or something like that, um, if my math serves correct. So um, even even of that record, I still think, yeah, we get a top six seed. I don't see Brooklyn, um, you know, maintaining their current six seed position. Uh, they're 34 and 26. Miami is right above us in the standings at 33 and 29. So there's only two games that separate us from the seventh seed and only three wins that separate us from the sixth seed. So, yeah, absolutely. I think a top six seed uh, is absolutely manageable and doable, which would be a massive win considering where we were like two weeks ago. And if we can just avoid the play in and, uh, you know, you know, go into the playoffs with that three six matchup, whether it's Cleveland or Philly that we have to play in round one, um, you know, that things could Things could go really well for us. So, yeah, my whole goal is avoid the play-in, snag a top six seed. It's going to take a lot to get in the top five because just the way with, like, Cleveland and New York is playing right now, especially the Knicks, as much as we hate the Knicks uh, and how annoying their fan base is, they're playing some really good basketball, and they're winning a lot of games that many people would have assumed they were going to lose during this little stretch of games that they had. But they keep winning, man. They're on a six-game win streak, and uh, they're they're trying to make it difficult for us to, to catch them up in the standings. But like I said, um, the momentum is on our side. Uh, also, I want to share something before we end the show, uh, a, a really good quote from practice today from DeJounte Murray. Shout out to our boy, uh, Kevin Chenard, um, that works for the Atlanta Hawks as a writer. And this is what DeJounte Murray had to say regarding Quinn Snyder, right? He said, the connection is great with me and him, stating, you know, uh, referring to Quinn Snyder. The connection is great with me and him, but obviously it's just not me and him or him and Trey. It's down the line of guys. He's building relationship with guys 1 through 15 already. He's going down the line. He knows his stuff. Yesterday, we were having a conversation about JJ. He was playing. He doesn't play. He's a good guy. He gets it. Or he's a young guy. He'll get it. He'll go through experiences and get minutes. Like I told him, keep working and stay confident. Just having that conversation with Quinn about Jalen, somebody who is not playing as much, he said, we need him. That just speaks volumes about who he is and how he's paying attention to the game today. Overall, I'm ready to accept the challenge, and I think it'll be great. And it's great to have a coach like that, referring to uh, Coach Quinn Snyder. So, I mean, guys, that that little quote and that little tidbit right there speaks volumes, in my opinion. Um, the fact that A, Quinn recognizes the untapped potential that Jalen Johnson has uh, and just the fact that Quinn is 
making an effort to not only build a good connection with, you know, the two stars, the Trey Youngs and the DeJounte Murrays of the world, but he's taking his time to get to know all the guys one through 15, not just the starters, but even the bench guys and even some of the, um, you know, third or fourth guys uh, off the bench as well. So, I mean, that's exactly what you want in a head coach. And I see why players and, you know, you know, other GMs and other executives around the league speak so highly about Quinn Snyder from all the stuff that I've read, all this dude cares about is his, his family and basketball. So um, that's the type of coach we're getting. And just hearing one of our best players in DeJounte Murray say that stuff about our coach on day one of practice. Um, I think that's huge. I think that's huge. And I think this is the type of coach that a is not only going to bring out the best in our players, but B it's a coach that our guys are going to want to fight for, right? It's a coach that our guys are going to want to stand up for, give their best energy on both sides of the ball, and just they want him to be successful too. So that's that's a fantastic quote, and uh, I'm excited, man. I'm sure that quote gets a lot of Hawks fans fired up. So I'm excited, baby. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. No, I believe uh, uh, Quinn said in the foxhole with the players. Like he wants to, he wants to be down, down there in the trenches with them and – and uh, and doing that uh, to kind of add on what you said about one through fifteen, a reporter asked him during the his introduction press conference yesterday, um, kind of like you know you're known for your culture, like what's what's kind of your approach to you know getting to build these relationships with the players, and uh, I think something that stuck out to me that I think spoke volumes as well is that he's like each player is different, and you because of that you know they're they have different backgrounds, they have different experiences, they have different you know interests, they have different things that can motivate them. Um, and, you know, I don't know for, for a fact at all that Nate wasn't doing that with the players, but Nate did famously have an old school approach. And from my experience with coaches or managers that have old school approaches, they kind of have a cookie cutter approach to the way they handle things. Um, and with that being said, you know, I don't, I don't at all think that was, you know, a shot at Nate. I think that was just him being like, look, like I'm going to have a personal relationship with Trey. I'm going to have a personal relationship with DeJounte and one through 15, I'm going to have a personal relationship with all of them. And I don't know, man, that's, that's needed in today's game. And uh, I just, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time to be a Hawks fan. And um, we, we can't, can't thank you guys enough for the support. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Um, be 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 on the lookout for more content from Hawksfan TV. Um, check out our website, hawksfantv.com. Sorry, Alex, I know you don't want to do this. I'm trying to do it for you. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HawksfanTV. Check us out. We'll be bringing that content. Um, Alex, I'll steal this from you. I saw you just tweeted it before we recorded. Tomorrow we actually will have the the famous Ms. Lauren Jabara uh, on our Hawksman TV spaces. So if you are on Twitter or a Twitter user and ever tune into our spaces, be sure to tune into that one. I'm sure Lauren will have some great insights. She's super goofy, so I can't wait to see what she's got to say. Um, super excited, though, guys. Uh, it's it's a great time at Hawksman TV. It's a great time at Hawks Nation, guys. Yeah, and then last thing is we are about to drop our first-ever merchandise. So um, we – you know, we're, we're tweaking some things with the materials and, you know, wanted to make sure that we were giving all the fans the best quality hoodie possible. So I think you guys are going to like this. It should be dropping in the next week or two. Uh, so we're super excited about that. But yeah, other than that, thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Go Hawks, baby. Go Hawks, baby.